There was no other way for me to close out this season of Bottomless Bunch of Coleman's than to ring in the 4th of July with a little tribute to the city that brought you the Liberty Bell, Rocky, and the world's greasiest and best sandwiches, as well as me, <laughs> your favorite brunch host, Coleman Domingo. And thanks to our partners at Captain Morgan Original Spice Rum, we're also able to celebrate over my mother's favorite cocktail, a rum punch. You know, I grew up in Philadelphia and it's so much a part of my heart. It's part of who I am. I was truly blessed to be joined for brunch by two folks that are part of the soul of Philadelphia. None other than DJ Jazzy Jeff and the phenomenal Miss Patty LaBelle. We got together to share a meal and a cocktail and talk about their lives, careers, and the city that we all love, and so much more. And because you can't let me get a big head from spending time with these absolute legends, you know, Stacy's gonna be along to give me all kinds of grief. And we'll be able to break down the episode as only we can. I can't think of a better way to finish this one off. Please enjoy my brunch with Miss Patty LaBelle and DJ Jazzy Jeff. You have no idea how thrilled I am, all right? This man is woven into the DNA of hip-hop history. He's also an actor, producer, and fellow brother from West Philly. Please welcome to brunch, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Hey, Jeff, what's up? I am great. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> oh, I'm so honored to have you here. And um, I don't know if I have enough superlatives to exemplify mm. what this lady means to American music, to culture, to Philadelphia to me and Jeff. This is a true legend, a true lady, a true pioneer. Please welcome to brunch, Miss Patti LaBelle. Hello, Miss Patti LaBelle. Thank you Thank so you. very much. Thank you. Thank you I'm for coming I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, it's so good oh, to have you, you here. With you and Jazzy, I, I feel good. Yeah. Thank oh, you. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. We are all from West Philly, right? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yes, West P Philly. West yes. Philly in the house. 58th and Washington. 58th and Washington, 52nd and Chancellor. What about you, Jeff? 57th and Cedar. All right. Come on, Philly. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. People from Philly are always on. so proud to be from Philly. Why is that, you think? Why do you think people from West Philly in particular says, you know, they're like, I'm always saying, like, I'm from West Philly. I'm from West Philly. What makes us who we are? Yes. Patty, what makes us who we are? I think we're just special Philadelphians. And 52nd, mm. 58th, 57th, we, we all grew up like <laughs> great you know, Philadelphia <laughs> yeah. is a place that a lot of people said was a square and boring town. Mm -hmm. You know, to a degree, it might be, you know, right. but I've loved it all my life. When I lived in L.A., when I lived wherever else, there is no place like Philly. Mm. I'm proud to be a Philadelphian. Mm -hmm. Yes. And look at all this talent that comes from Philly. That's look right. at this. Look at this. <laughs> all this that comes from Philly. Right. What about you, Jeff? Right. What do you think, make, what do you, what do you think makes people so special from Philly? Well, you know what? I think growing up, the, the the beauty of it is especially living in West Philly. We were a hop, skip, and a jump from 69th Street. We were a hop, mm -hmm. skip, and a jump from the L that could take you downtown. Yep. Like West Philly almost was right. a city to us, you know, and, and on its own right that, um, you know, we did not have to necessarily go to North Philly or South Philly. You know, everything right. we needed was in West. So... Absolutely. You know, West yeah. Philadelphia born and raised. West Philly. West Philadelphia born and yes. raised. All right. 
<laughs> you know that one. Okay, I know we're gonna, we're gonna kick it off and have some brunch, and I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry, and it looks like Miss Patty LaBelle oh, has provided mm. brunch for us today. Miss mm. Patty LaBelle, did you put your foot in this brunch? As I they have. Say? <laughs> I put my foot in this brunch, my elbow, and my ear. Okay, good. so it's so good. I have my Patty LaBelle good life. Will you tell us what you got us? Okay, today I have chicken and biscuits Ooh, and macaroni and cheese. Ooh, it's good. And later we'll have a patty pie, but right right now we're going to have this lunch. Okay. okay? <laughs> See, I'm about to jump so, up out of my seat for that patty pie. Okay. Miss <laughs> Miss LaBelle, where did these recipes come from? Who taught you how to cook? My mother taught me. My uh, mm -hmm. lady who lived with us, Naomi. My grandmother. My father was a great cook. Uh, I came from a family of great cooks, and I was very homely and quiet and laid back as a child. You were not so homely. So I stayed in the kitchen with them. Mm -hmm. I was homely, quiet. I didn't talk to mm -mm. anybody. I was very shy, laid back. And so the only thing I could do was stay in the kitchen with my mother and father and watch them cook every day. Mm -hmm. So that's when I learned how to burn. You okay. did. And then okay. I would go in the garage, and I learned. And, mm -hmm. and I made hot sauces and ketchups and stuff what? like that. But I... Thank God I was homely. <laughs> now I'm cooking, honey. So for all the yes. homely people out there, learn to cook. That's what you're trying to say. Right. And then maybe, and maybe, you, can, maybe you can like, sing like Miss Patty LaBelle. Okay. Right. <laughs> it might help. <laughs> Great. It might help, Coleman. I don't know. <laughs> bon Appetit, I can't wait to dig up in here. I'm just going to get in here, and then we're going to make a cocktail to go with it. How about that? Mm, mm, mm. Bon Appetit. Let's taste. <laughs> oh, my God. Yum. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So we're talking 4th of July and Philly and backyard barbecues. Our cocktail today could not be a better fit. We made a traditional rum punch with Captain Morgan, original spice rum. I picked this one specifically for the Philly episode because it happened to be my mom's favorite drink. Simple, no fuss, timeless. You've got your fruit juices combining with that spice from Captain Morgan rum. It just makes me think of Sydney and being around family and friends and home. You can find the recipe for the Captain Morgan Rum Punch over at amc.com slash brunch. And of course, be sure to drink responsibly. Beautiful. Cheers. Ooh, this better be good. Cheers. Oh, oh, <laughs> I hope it is. I think it's going to be amazing. Here we go. Oh, it's good. Ooh. Mm. That's not too bad, right? Wait, no, this is very good. And I don't bang with mixed drinks. <laughs> Your mother has good taste. Doesn't she? She loved this. I am in heaven right now. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so we're going to show some, some Philly love today. All right. Patty, I want to start with you. You've always been... A self-possessed performer, I believe, you know, with your outrageous wigs and your performances and you're killing it at every single time and every single chapter of your career. Where did that come from? Was it innate that you, you were always self-possessed once you knew, how, you knew you knew how to sing? I was very shy as a kid. Mm. I had no right. friends. Um, I had cats, dogs and butterflies in jars. They were my friends. I, I was a little special. OK, I'm not okay. lying. All right. So. When I realized that I was a singer was when Kenny Gamble had friends who lived up the block from me and they told him that right. Patsy Holt can sing. So Kenny introduced himself to me and would come on my stoop in front of my house and we would sit and talk. He brought this person out of me that I didn't know existed, a singing Patty Holt at that time before I got married. Patty Holt. And so I became the okay. singer. Patty Holt was my my name. I married into Edwards and Patty LaBelle became that stage name. Uh, right. And between Kenny Gamble and my choir director, who 
made me sing lead and not with the background. You can't sing with the chorus. So I had to go in front and sing. And so when I sang, the church gave me a standing ovation and a hallelujah. And so I said, oh, that's something special. So then at that point, I knew I had a voice. <laughs> but all that time, I was holding it in. Did you always know that your voice wasn't good for a chorus, though? You have a voice that's a lead voice. I know, but Coleman, I, I was settled to sing with the backgrounds. I never wanted to be a lead singer okay. until they made me. And once I got the okay from the world, I said, okay, I can lead. And because I was, I'm still a very shy mm. person, contrary to popular belief, I'm very shy until I had that mic and the lights in the audience. And then I come up, I come alive. Yeah. So it, it would have been yeah. dormant all this time had, and they pushed me. Mm. Wow. It sounds like we just all need a little push sometimes. We, I, I, we I do. I feel the same way. I was always very shy until- You were? Yeah, I was very shy. Well, what made your acting come out? What happened? People said I was shy all the way till I got to college. And then I got tired of sort of just oh. being in the, in the background in a way. I wanted to sort of be where the people were. And then I just started to push myself to like, to try to be a bit more expressive. And then- um, Really? Becoming an actor just seemed like it made sense. I, I always read, I read everything. And I was on the school newspaper when I went to Overbrook. Oh. And then it, just, it, then it just started to make sense. I, I liked watching people. And then once I took one acting class, just to sort of get out of myself, it sort uh -huh. of stuck. It sort of made sense that I've been watching mm. people all my life to play them. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. And you play them well now. So well. You do it. Oh, my well, goodness. Well, thank you You're so great. much. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're so welcome. Jeff, I was, um, I was actually just listening to your album M3 the other night. Mm. And I was just laying there in my office listening to it. And there are all sorts of influences in your music. And I want to ask you, who's on your Mount Rushmore? of musicians. Oh my goodness. Mm. Oh, that might be the, one of the hardest questions that <laughs> anyone can ask oh, me. Oh yeah? Um, mm. You know, mm. I, I think growing up in Philadelphia, I grew up at a very perfect time because I came up pre-hip hop. So I came up with the gambling huffs and the the Philly soul and the, the mass production and the brass construction and the earth, wind and fires. And then my brothers were very heavily influenced in the Herbie Hancocks, the Chick Koreas, the Mahavishnu Orchestra. You hear all that. And then my dad yeah. was an MC for Count Basie. Really? So we had Damn, very what? old 78s, you know, with Arthur Prysock and Wes Montgomery and Jimmy Smith. Oh my God. So hmm. me being the youngest, I became the sponge of all of that music. You know, I love the old jazz yeah. stuff. You know, I love the, the, the so much new age jazz stuff that my brothers did and the Philly soul stuff that my sister. So just mixing mm. all of that together, you know, being at an age that I really didn't have the ability to pick my own music. I just became a sponge <laughs> to yeah. all of my older brothers and sisters and what they played. That's great. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. So I, I can I can sort of glean this Mount Rushmore. This Mount Rushmore is kind of packed. Yes. Mm. Right. There's, there's not like four or five faces. It's more like. A hundred. We need a lot of stone for my Mount Rushmore. Mm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Great. For both of you, what's something that people need to experience if they come to our city of Philadelphia? Oh, God. What, what do you think people need to experience when they come to Philly? Like, you're like, oh, I've got to take you here. We've got to do this. It's a very Philly thing. Mm. Well, I know for sure Philly has great restaurants, mm -hmm. but I don't go very often to restaurants because I cook a lot, but I'm very proud of the restaurant scene in Philadelphia. And uh, they will open again soon. They're all closed up now, but 
Yes. We'll be back. But I, I love the restaurant scene in Philly. The food. What about you, Jeff? The, the, the culture is amazing. I remember when Bruce Willis came to Philadelphia, I want to say to do 12 Monkeys. He said something that stuck with me, that Philadelphia is a city that, in, especially like in South Philly, within three blocks, you can go to three different groups of people. You know, ethnicity, you know, the Italian population, the Poland population, you know, the black population. We all lived six blocks from each other. And he said that that was the first time he's come to a city that it was that close in proximity and how everyone just got along. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. That's true. Yeah. Today, you guys, I feel like, um, and I started to tell you this before it started, I feel like I'm cementing my concrete connection to both of you because... Both of you, I have some stories. I have one for Jeff and I have one for you, Miss Patty LaBelle. But I wanted to tell you this about Miss Patty LaBelle first. Oh. It's been a long time coming, you and I meeting, because um, I've been connected to LaBelle, it seems, and you're, you're the last oh. piece for me. I actually, people don't know this, I actually married uh, Nona Hendricks when I became an officiant many years ago. And um, what? and then Sarah Dash. Yeah, I did. I married. I married <laughs> Nona. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, 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 I'm talking because you got me now. I listen. <laughs> go ahead. What? Yeah, go ahead. I, I became a wedding. I became a wedding officiant. I think in about 2011. And then one of our dear friends called me up and was like, "Coleman, you officiate weddings, right?" He's like, "Yeah, I do." He's like, do you mind? I really. Um, Nona Hendricks. Uh, I told her about you. She really needs an officiant. I was like. I'll be right there. And I went there. I married Nona. Exactly. I married Nona. Oh, so you have me not talking right now. Are you serious? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, I'm very dead, dead serious. And what else? Tell me something else. I'll tell you something something else. And then Sarah Dash and I have become very close friends and family. Sarah Dash. Um, Yeah, Sarah Dash and I. We were just on the phone actually a couple weeks ago. Unfortunately, we both lost one of our closest friends. Come on. Um, his name is Ari Gold. He, he sang this song called Sparkle. It's all about finding the inner light mm-hmm. in you. And Sarah sang Aww. the hook and the lead on it. And she, it was amazing. So she and I, we were on the phone just chopping it up just two weeks ago. And um, so now it so oh feels like gosh. the trifecta is completed with LaBelle, with you today. Wow. <laughs> this is phenomenal. Wow. And you know, we're three were on the phone last week because... We were inducted into the Library of Congress. Lady wow. Marmalade was inducted. Yeah. And we were all on a three-way interview. And wow. after that, we both, we talked to each other all the time. You did that and with Sarah and Nona? Wow. Yeah. You go, boy. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank, thank Next. You, thank you. I love it. Well, I, I, wow. I wanted to say, I love I it. thank you so much. Now, I wanted to ask you about um, your songs, uh, Miss Patty LaBelle. What song is probably one of your personal favorite songs? You are my friend. You are my friend. You are my friend. It's one of my personal favorites. Yeah. Yes. That was written by me and my ex-husband and my musical director, Bud Ellison, who's no longer here. That song was written in my house in Germantown when we lived in Germantown in my um, piano room. And the song. And then I was so impressed the other night on the Grammy. Uh, it was a show for the Grammys called um, uh, Shucks. I was on it. And so was Billy Porter and mm-hmm. Billy Porter saying, you are my friend. Yeah. And he was afraid to sing it. He said, oh. I sent him the greatest message yesterday. <laughs> he slayed it. And then I got a, another meaning of it when he sang it because, oh, honey, he did everything mm. but rolled on the floor like Patty LaBelle oh. back in the day. 
Billy is a consummate performer. You are my friend. He he flew his cape. Billy killed that song. <laughs> but that's one of my favorite songs. That oh, and not beautiful. because I wrote it, but it's just one of those songs that says a lot. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for that song. That's one of my Ooh, favorites too. Gosh. Yes. Please. Oh, you're so welcome. Now I'm gonna tell you why we're so connected, Jeff. I called my younger brother, Philip. <laughs> I said, Philip, you know, I, I'm having, you know, one of your inspirations on today. He says, Who? He said, I said, DJ Jazzy Jeff. He said, oh, man, oh, man. Tell him about the time when Mommy and I visited him at his studio. I said, what? what? He, said, he, said, he said, my mother and my younger brother, Philip came to your studio, um, a touch of jazz. He was brought in by this young lady named I Rise Refined Earth. Wow. Basically, my, my younger brother, who's a music producer in Philly, his name is Philip, and um, really, he's your biggest fan. He's, he's probably, he, I'm telling you, he's probably stalking your Instagram and everything right now. So <laughs> oh. he, he's, he said, uh, he said tell him about the time that uh, Mommy and I, he won't remember, but Mommy and I, we came in there, he, he was so nice, and he was just really, he just really inspired me, and just like, he just gave me that, that little lift that made you feel like you can do this. Wow. And so he said, just tell him thank you for me. And so, oh, and, my, and by the way, my mother probably took a picture oh. of you while you're sitting at your desk, and she just took a picture with a 110 <laughs> camera and was like, boom. <laughs> so I apologize for that, but oh, that's, a, that's my younger brother. Great story. Has been very Amazing. Yeah so, yeah, so it's been a long time coming. You, you're like family mm. to me, you guys. Yes. I wanted to say, Jeff, ah. your music has been a, um, a huge part of bridging the gap, of bringing so many parts of the black experience to people across the spectrum. Is that something you thought about early on? You know, to be honest, I don't think it was necessarily something that I thought about. I think it was something that was ingrained just from yeah. the the elders, you know, in the music community in Philadelphia, from Miss Patty to, you know, Kenny Gamble. You know, the thing that I've, I've always loved and cherished about the Philly music community is when Will and I were coming up, you know, Miss Patty reached out to us. Kenny Gamble reached out to us. It mm. wasn't a separatist thing as much as it was a community mm. to almost help usher us in and almost show us yeah. the ropes of how all of this stuff is. So you almost feel the you. need to pay, you know, to pay it forward. You know, I'm one of the elder statesmen now. So now you have to reach out to, you know, some of the up and coming guys and kind of show them the ropes and almost give them a sense of pride of that Philly pride that to know that mm -hmm. no matter where you are in the world, you're representing, you know, a place that we hold high regard. So, you we know, really as, as your we mom really used do. to tell you is, you know, make sure that sure you do. represent the family well out in these streets. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank <laughs> you. Well, well, you do it. That's you do right. it. And I know you're yes, doing it for others. Do. And Miss um, LaBelle, what's different about making music now than when you started, Miss Patty LaBelle? Oh, gosh. What's different now? Well, back in the day, I, um, I was praying that we would have a studio to record in mm -hmm. and to do our music properly. It was hard, very hard. Today, mm -hmm. it's much easier but as far as us getting the representation and the props that we should get as black singers, black mm -hmm. women, it's still mm -hmm. not there. So it's easier to record these days, but the story is still basically the same. It's like when I did, um, if you asked me to, and yeah. Celine Dion did the same arrangement and you see what happened, right? She went way up triple, triple platinum. We went, we were wood bubbling under. <laughs> When mm. I, when I, it's so true, and and I I know it's hard 
to say sometimes because it hurts my heart, but I have to work triple than Celine to get the recognition that she has. So it's still a rough road. So record all you want, record great music, but you're still going to have to work triple mm-hmm. to make somebody hear your version mm. of anything you do. Okay, I'm happy for the young girls now who are getting props, you know, but it, it's not easy for OGs. And I'm yeah, an it's OG. not easy for OGs. Yeah, it's true. But also I think that um, how do you stay, how do you stay inspired to, keep, to stay in it and doing what you're doing? Oh, how do I stay inspired? Yeah, how do you stay inspired? How do you, how do you stay getting back up on that stage, getting into that studio? You know what I mean? What is it now that keeps you going? What is it now that keeps me going? My talent, my faith. Someone's watching over me, somebody bigger than you and I, always. Mm. I mean, I've been through, through a few things in my life that I'm shocked that I'm still standing. The way I'm standing and singing better now at 76 than mm. I did when mm. I was 40. Mm. Come on. You know, mm. so that keeps me going. I, I know, I know who I am. And no matter how many blocks there are for me, I, you know, I'm never going to block my blessings by thinking I'm less. I'm always going to go higher because I'm bad. Yeah, that's right. Tell <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I know. You know, yes. I know I am so good. And I, I never pat myself on the back. But when you look at life and you look at TV and you look at people and you say, how does she do that? And I can't, you mm. know, but that doesn't stop me right. from still pushing that door. That door is going to open wide for me at 76. I know there's so much life left in me and so much talent and so much enjoyment out of Mm. this industry that I'm in. I enjoy it so much. And for this last year, although we haven't had a tour, I have tours in my house, honey. I pretend (laughs) I'm on stage. (laughs) Because I'm good like that. Nothing can stop me. And I I think this pandemic has helped a lot of people in ways that they didn't think it would help. Mm, It's giving you time to think about what you have and sometimes what you don't need and what you really don't deserve. And all of those things that this year has taught us. It's taught me so much about me Yeah, and saying, gosh, this too shall pass. And I'm going to always be Patti LaBelle. Mm, Come on now. Come on now. It's taught me how to slow down a bit more. Yeah, slow down. I feel like people like us, we, we stay busy. But I feel like I've slowed down. I've gone into the garden. I make, I take long walks and cook mm. uh, meals that take hours. What about you, Jeff? What have you been doing during this pandemic? What have you, <laughs> what have you done that you felt like I need a reset? What you been doing, brother? Listen, I, I unfortunately, um, this time last year was very close to being on my deathbed from COVID. Really? So oh my God, being one that. of the wow. first people to catch it put things in perspective for me very early on. I knew that this was going to take a minute to kind of get over, but I never prayed for wealth. I prayed for health. All I Mm, wanted was to be able to go Mm. for a walk with my wife and my kids. So I think what it did is it really put things in perspective for me. You know, like, like Miss Patty said, you realize just how much you don't need you realize don't need. how much you, you like Gosh. you really understand how much you don't need <laughs> you don't. and the the value and the yes. importance of things you know Come what on. is very important to you i didn't realize that for 37 years i have never spent 2 months in my bed yeah 
that Ooh. this is the same, longest same that I've yeah, gone sleeping in my bed. This is the healthiest that I feel. You know, this is mm. the best I've eaten. Oh, um, it's amazing that, you know, mm. aside from catching the virus, no one in the house has had a sniffle, a sore throat, a cough. Um, I'm seeing Bless. bugs and insects that we hadn't seen. I really believe mm. that this was a global reset that, yes. you know, a higher power was it. telling us we're messing up. Yep, we, we are not it. doing right. And I think I need to sit you guys down for a second to make you understand what's important. And Jeff, you know what, with You're that, so I, right. I, truly hope, I truly hope we don't go back to the other way. People want to go back to some sort of normalcy, but right. I'm like, I don't think that was normal, actually. I feel like I want to start a different practice of mindfulness. You know what I mean? Yes. Making sure. I love the fact that things take a little longer and we have to be more mm. conscious of the way we take care of each other or even people stepping aside in the market to give each that's other space. It. It's mindfulness, yes. right? Yes. I feel like uh -huh. that's a good thing. You know what I mean? What are you looking forward to as we, hopefully we keep moving forward in this pandemic is behind us. What are you looking forward to, both of you? Well, I'm looking forward to working. Mm. I'm looking forward to that microphone and an audience that can clap together. Now, I don't want anybody coughing on each other and they say, oh, let's go. We can't clap. We got to run from Patty's concert because somebody might have COVID still. <laughs> right, right. You know, so right, exactly, I'm going to wait right. a long time. <laughs> Trust me, before I go out, I don't want to hurt yeah. any of my fans. I want right. them to stay yep. home Amen. until it's safe. So if it takes two or three more years for this to come back as we're used to, I can wait. Come on. Because I don't want anybody right. getting hurt because of my performance. You heard it from Patty. So that's what Patty said. Absolutely. <laughs> what about you, Jeff? What are you looking forward to? I'm, I'm looking forward to just being able to, I don't want to say necessarily go out, but just have more human interaction with people in person. Um, I, I am very much, yeah. you know, from, from this past year, very cautious, very careful. I'm not looking to run into a crowd of people, but I do miss my friends. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way. I plan on, um, I personally plan on, I'm a hugger already. I love hugging people and touching people mm -hmm. and sitting around, but I think I always had something else to do. Something else where like, yeah, I can do this mm -hmm. for an hour, then I got to go. I want to experience more just being with people and not yep. have it be on a clock. That's what I want to do, True. to really enjoy people in that way. So that's, that's what I'm beautiful. looking forward to. And I hope to do that with both of you, too. Oh, I feel you like will. This, this virtual huh. experience has been great, but now I feel like this, I need to get to up hug. in your houses. You yes. need to right? come here when you're in L.A. <laughs> you know, I'm coming to Delaware. Right. I'm coming to Philly. <laughs> okay. Yes, we have to stay together, get together and stay. Okay, so one thing I have to say is I've never met you, Coleman. I've met Jazzy, always such a sweetheart, a giving person. You are so much like the people I love and I never met you, Thank but you. to be on, a, on this thing today with two gentlemen, yes, which we don't mm. find very much anymore. Oh, Miss Patty LaBelle. I, I, I just, when I tell you, I just can't wait to No, I you. love I really real people. I love mm. honest people. Thank you. And. It's too many of other kinds around and swirl today that I see every day. And to be on this call with you yeah. two guys, stop crying, Coleman. I feel like saying oh. the truth. <laughs> Always tell people how you love them. Mm. Because when they're mm -hmm. gone, nobody knows. And I'm not a punk. Yeah. And I say everything I feel and think, sometimes to oh, a man. fault, but I don't care. Go on with the question, Coleman. Oh. 
Stop crying. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Come on. Oh, Come wow. On. This is... Uh, no more makeup. This is what happens when you go home, right? This is That's right. Yeah, when you come home, we're Philly. All we're right. all Philly. Yeah, we're home. <laughs> we're Philly through and through, right? <laughs> okay, we're going to play a game, all right? Yes, let's play a game. <laughs> all right, we're just going to do a little word association. This is Philly style. I'm going to go back and forth and give you each an iconic Philadelphia word, place, item, or whatever, and you just got to say the first thing that pops into your mind, all right? Mm. <laughs> all right? Okay, Here go we ahead. go. All right, Patty LaBelle, I have the first word I, I say to you, just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind, all right? Okay, okay. Scrapple. Philly. <laughs> Frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast <Okay>. of Philly <laughs> champions, and anybody who's able to have Scrapple in their house, gone. Mm. Jeff. Rocky. Joe Frazier. All right, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Patty. Mother, father, sister, brother. I wish I had them. Mm. My mother is gone, my father's gone, and my sisters are gone. So mm. mother, father, sister, brother, the first thing that comes to my mind is I wish they were still here. Mm. They're with us. Jeff, water ice. Maroni. Yeah, Maroni. <laughs> <laughs> Patty, this is a good one. Mummers. Mummers Parade. There we go. Uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, we know. We, know. we won't okay. say it. We won't say it. <laughs> never was a fan of that. <laughs> neither was Next. I. We'll just, we'll just table never. that one. We'll, we'll put that one on the no, shelf. No, neither right? were you. Uh-uh, I can't do it. As right, my that friend Ken says, I can't. No, I just can't. And a final one for Jeff. <laughs> what do you think of when I say chilling out, max and relaxing, all cool? Fairmount Park, Belmont Plateau. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love it. Uh, oh, I love these questions. <laughs> thank you. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. A thousand thank you to my Philadelphia Ken. I cannot tell you how blessed I feel to spend this time with you. This is the um, final episode of season three of my little at-home show called Bottoms Brunch at Coleman's. I, I began this show just to to bring people together virtually, because I thought it was an opportunity in the middle of this pandemic so nice. to have some conversation, bring some joy into people's hearts, and share a meal and a cocktail. That's all it was about. It was just about connectivity with mm -hmm. people. And um, I feel very It's a beautiful thought. Grateful. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, thank you. Well, thank Gosh, you for being a part of it. I love that you're doing this. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this Listen, is a, we need this anytime. without the pandemic. Okay. So this, this... The, Don't the we pandemic Jeff? made you start. Without the, the pandemic, the, the, we need stuff like this. It made you start it, yep. but this is something that we need because this is what yes. it should be. Yeah. We're supposed to be doing this. So mm. salute for you starting right? this, mm. and I pray that you continue. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that so much. You and better work it, Coleman. I'll work Work it. that trick. I'll work it, and okay. I hope to have you back <laughs> on, then we'll do, we'll do it again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we, we must stay connected, like I said. We are Philly, we're family, and uh, let's please stay connected. I really mean that. Yes. All right? And we have to. All right. I'm in. Thank you for the delicious okay. food. Happy Goodbye. 4th, everybody. Thank you, Miss Patty. Thank you, Jazzy, All right. darling. All right. Thank you, Coleman. <laughs> yes. I love you guys. Well, 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 we've come to the end of a wonderful season, season three of Bottomless Brunch at Coleman's, the podcast. 
and Yay. we finished it. Yay! Oh wow! All right, already. She's, I didn't even introduce her yet, and she came in way enthusiastic. You know who I'm joined with? With my I'm best gal pal. You. I'm celebrating Casey you, Thomas. Oh, that's so sweet. Yay. Why are you celebrating me today? It's a I'm just very happy about this podcast episode. I'm real excited about this one. <laughs> oh, why? Why are you excited? <laughs> Because we're West home. Philly, baby. West <laughs> Philly, baby. Yes, yes, yes. I still can't stop smiling um, because yes. of it. And I've been listening to Patty LaBelle pretty much every day. <laughs> How was it for you experiencing oh my God. that? It was as soon as, again, when I opened this one, I'm like, oh my God. Like it was just, I don't know. It just really touched me in a different way. You know, that one hit a little bit different because it was Philly. I mean, it was just. A hundred percent Philly. It felt like it too, right? It felt like it just, it, I didn't yeah. feel like they were just over at my house or we were somebody, you know, I felt like I, we were over at your house in West Philly and we were just sitting around the kitchen yeah. table talking because it felt that sincere. Just, yeah, it was just awesome. It just it gave me my entire life. It was great. Didn't and of Patty course, Miss Patty touching up her makeup. That was so Miss Patty LaBelle touching up her makeup. Uh, where everybody, she was like, you I'm going to use this everybody. moment because we were having some technical difficulties that morning. She was like, my, I need to make sure my face is beat just right <laughs> and I'm touching up my makeup and you know, always flawless. It was flawless, right? Always flawless. Gorgeous. Always flawless. And it's funny because I just went to a, um, I went to YouTube and I was listening to some of her recent live recordings. And she's right. She's better than ever at her age. She's like, yeah, she's yeah. really, I don't know. She's got that mastery of her voice, but also she's, it's that place where you like, you, you don't care. You just do what you do. Right. And it flows right. all over the place. Oh man. And the food. At, well, listen, I am super mad that I didn't get that basket, <laughs> that I didn't get that <laughs> I am like, this might be my last season because I don't understand why I didn't get the chicken and biscuits and the macaroni and cheese. I am definitely feeling some type of way about that. <laughs> I mean, my mouth, I think I was probably licking my screen. I'm like, I just want to taste Let me tell you, it's as good. I'm not kidding. And it's like, I have nothing to do with it. I'm not getting <sighs> any money for it. But let me tell you, it's the best. Because you, you're like, oh, no, this came out of her kitchen. This is fantastic. I I'm I'm was real mad about that. And what about one, DJ Jazzy sure. Jeff? I, what did you think about that? I love him. Love him. Love he him. He feels like your cousin, doesn't he? He's so awesome. You know, and he also I feel like sometimes he doesn't get his due because he's always connected in some sort of way to Will Smith. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he's his own complete person, professional, you, like, you know, I just, he's awesome. He's great. I've always liked him, you know, and they, like you said, you know, 57th and Cedar, Phil, I mean, Will Smith grew up not too far from that too. So like everybody, we were all like within walking distance of each other. Right. How crazy is that? That's the wildest you know? thing. Yeah. Right. Totally, you know, in the neighborhood for, for real, for real, West Philly. Um, and that was awesome. I went, I did a deeper dive, uh, like the night before and, um, I saw that there were, um, they both went to Bartram High School, which I thought was fascinating. And then I started going through this whole thing of like what high schools in Philly brought, what sort of, you know, who, who came out of there. You know, my school was like, you yeah. know, Will Smith and Guy Bluford, the first right. black astronaut. And then it had me on there, too. And Wikipedia, I was actually really touched. I was like, oh, that's right. Oh, no, I'm not making okay. this about nice. me. Was like- <laughs> but, but I'm just saying. That- <laughs> no, that's great. That's but great. You went to Girls High, right? I went to Girls High. My sisters went to Bartram, though, which is interesting. Really? Yeah. My Both of my sisters went to Bartram. I went to Girls High. Who was famous from Philly that went to Girls High besides Stacey Thomas? I have no idea. 
You, oh, wow. You, you got to do some research on that because I will. Kelly, I will. I would have if I knew you were going to ask me that question and put me on the spot. Oh, well, you, you pull I mean, a, <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I mean, I know that we have definitely produced some amazing women and, and just judges and doctors and, you know, that sort of thing for sure. But um, famous people, I'm not sure about famous. No, because you know, I'm just saying Philly in particular, which is why I feel like this home episode was so cool because it was like you get to know like the soul of Philadelphia through its music and artists and things like that and our yeah. contributions to the world. Because yeah. West Philly in particular, not just Philadelphia, West Philly. That's For why sure. I, wanted, I wanted to focus there. Like, you know, the people don't know the American bandstand started there. I know, you know? I know. And also the, Yeah, um, I mean, our music history is just yeah. infinite. Like there's just, you just can't touch, you know, Sound of Philadelphia from the music, you know, historically from the music perspective um, at all. In fact, Patty, one of Miss Patty's drummers actually got married at my chapel. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, long, a while ago, years ago. And she actually sent flowers that were delivered here um, oh for God. him. And she was actually, I think she was supposed to come, but, you know, something came up and she couldn't do it, of course. But she did send flowers and, you know, congratulations. So um, that was kind of sweet. So That's beautiful. That's so so you, you had a question for me as well. Not a question or a comment about that song, You Are My Friend. Oh, my God. So when you were asking her what's her personal favorite and she said, you are my friend, um, that was the song that, that, you know, I was engaged years ago. Oh, God, many moons ago. I was like Mm -hmm. in my early 20s. And my father had died at that point. My dad would die when I was 17. And so, you know, I was like, well, I'm getting married and my mom will be the person to walk me down the aisle. And then, you know, I was thinking about, well, the first dance, like what would the first dance be? Like, you know, you know, normally it's your, you know, the father-daughter dance, mother-son dance or whatever. And I'm like, but I'm going to be dancing with my mom. So what mm. would the song be? And that was the song that I would have chosen to dance mm. with my mom at my reception had I ever gotten married. <laughs> I didn't get married to him, but mm. <laughs> that would have um, that would have been my song choice. So when she said it, I was like, "Oh my god, I love that song." That's beautiful. I I just watched um a version of that song. She sang at a friend of hers' uh, funeral, and I literally yeah. watched it yesterday. And you watch what she does with the song. It's she she reinvents the song, and it's even more personal. Yeah. And there are times yeah. where she just speaks, sings it, and you could tell she's overcome with emotion, and it's it's yeah. it's stellar. And I think and I do believe that. Like she said, she said that, you know, Celine Dion could sing her same song and go triple platinum and that she's had to work three times as hard to to be where she is. That's the story of our lives, Um, you know, for sure. She's not alone in that um, regard, but I know it's um, and she's so amazing. And everybody knows Miss Patti LaBelle and everybody loves Miss Patti LaBelle and knows she'll take off a shoe and throw a shoe. And, you know, her voice is amazing and just Still, even with all of that, she still has to work, you know, three times as hard as, as someone else. So it being black in this industry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about um, sure. the, there was a moment that really touched me, as as you can see, it, it touched all of us yeah. when she and it was something because you could you, you see me. I try to keep going with the new questions and things like that. But it sort of stumped us all when she because I didn't realize that statement that she said had so much meaning. She said how meaningful it was to be with two gentlemen. Right. And real people. And real people. Right? And real how that people. just moved her. And it was interesting that there's something, I think, deeper in that statement that we might 
just we may never know. We'll never know um, why it moved her in such a way, um, because she was clearly immediately visibly moved by it and kind of what she was thinking or what it means. Like, is it because of her experiences with people, you Mm. know, um, in the past and who she's come across in her lifetime, you know, being Miss Patti LaBelle, like who she has encountered in her life that the two of you were the complete opposite of those people, Mm. right? That really touched her and reached her in a way that made her so emotional. Well, you know, that's, but you know, Stacey, that's, I think that's why I know that like when TJ and I, we write these, uh, TJ writes the scripts and then I'll go in and I'll do some, um, some other thoughts as well. And we, we come, we come at it in a beautiful way together. And, um, mm-hmm. I knew, I knew what the important thing was, especially with this one is to ask her questions that of a friend of you know, something with great respect, but I don't want to fan boy all over her because I think that puts, right. you know, I feel like as an artist, I know that puts you in sort of a publicity mode instead of actually right. being able to be open and actually touch you in a way where you're like, oh, you just right. live in my house and I'm asking you things I would ask you if you were sitting at my table, you know, not, not as right. a fan, but as someone who, who uh, respects you and would just like to know you as a human being. I really do feel like we became friends during this episode. Yeah, it was it was a super sweet moment. And you know, what resonated with me was again her comment about real people. Like I she's here for real people. And you know how I feel about fake people. I just I can't tolerate, you know, fake people, just people who are putting on airs, like, you know, Philly folks if you want a real folks, you definitely, <laughs> Philly's going to give you some real people. Like, you know, we, we are who we are. We, you know, and that's just kind of the bottom zero line. Zero air. No airs, zero airs. You love us or you hate us. You take us or you leave us, but we are who we are and that's it. And I think, you know, that's what resonated with me, her statement about she felt not only that you two were gentlemen, but that you were just so real and how refreshing it was to have a conversation with people who were just real. Because mm-hmm. in the industry, you know, whether it be music or acting or whatever it is, you run across so many people who are not, yeah. right? Um, I mean, I can't speak to that, obviously, but you certainly can. And, you know, people who are just disingenuous and just, you know, they're one person in front of the camera and there's some another person at home. Right. And I think it just, you know, came across to her very clearly that you and Jeff were just not those people. And um, that makes me, that made me feel really good because I feel like that's, that's, that's the goal of something like this to not be put on in any way. I want to ask you a question about, um, I I didn't know that. I I hopefully, wait, just before you ask me something, I hope that's the goal in life, not just for the podcast, Mm. but just in life that you are just, everybody, you know, you remain, and this is why we always joke and I'm always like, you ain't nobody and whatever. Not that you would ever go there, but, you know, again, keeping folks grounded. This is where you came from. You know, you you are doing amazing things and we're all super proud, you know? And so I think this part, jokingly, you know, it comes from just, you know, you hope that you just, every one of us stays that way, you know, regardless of success. Well, well, you know what I think, Stacey, I think that you have to trust that that's who you are is okay. Yeah. What you have, what I feel like that's the thing that I know that I've been very conscious of in this industry is that no matter how things have, um, I don't know, grown 
uh, profile has grown. It's important for me right. is to, to actually be a real human being and connect. You know, I Absolutely. make sure that Absolutely. where I live is a very neighborhood, real working people, yeah. all that. I feel like, yes. it, I don't know, I feel like it keeps me, um, I don't know, I feel like centered as an artist. That makes me connected to the world. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And you're good for, you know, coming home and, you know, hanging out in West Philly, you know, absolutely. on the street. We're just right. We're sitting outside <laughs> on the stoop. We're doing whatever. Yeah. You know, um, again, it's who you are. Um, That's you know, Philly, it's, it's it's just important, you know, I think to just stay just reminded of just being grounded, I think. But I didn't know that uh, Jeff um, was really ill with COVID at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. I think he not only had COVID, he had COVID and like double pneumonia too, what? I think. Like he was really sick. Yeah. He was really, really sick. Because the way he was um, talked about it was as if he probably wouldn't make it. Like it was that. Yeah. And, and it made him think about, I love the thing he said about like looking at bugs. And that was a very beautiful thing to see. You know, when he's talking about, I just want to look at the bugs and insects and nature and all that stuff. Well, he was like, it's making you see things differently, right? Yeah. Um, you're you're appreciating things more, right? You're seeing the colors of the flowers and the color of the sky. Like you are just so much more mindful and in touch with your surroundings, you know, when you have an experience like that. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah. And that's, a, I thought that was so beautiful. And I thought um, as we are wrapping up this season, I feel like I want to tell some secrets as well um, of, oh of, no, of, of why I curate the way I curate. So I think make sure that the okay. people out there can hear this. And, and also because I think that I want to make sure that you're, you can hear it too. I think that even more so, I love when I hear uh, people like Jeff speak and talk about his experience as a man in the world, and what he cares about and stuff like that. I feel like conversations mm -hmm. like this, I try with a subtle touch to humanize our experiences even more. Mm -hmm. I recognize that like we've had mostly people of color on the show. Right. And I start to think, I'm like, well, yeah, these people come from my arsenal of friends and stuff like that. But I do think that there's something sly about it. I, I watched the show, uh, this documentary, Mr. Soul, and I saw what he was doing, which was he had this great intent on humanizing our experiences as, as African-Americans and just talking, you know, so, and not necessarily talking about being African-American, it's just about like, uh -huh. hey, let me know what you think, how you feel, what you care about. And I think this is the way we actually bring people closer together by actually just like giving people a platform. And it's a subtle way to not talk about race, not talk about politics, but actually we are right. over yeah, a cocktail yeah, and brunch sure. by just being human. Right. Am I right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, at the bottom, at the end of the day, you know, we're all people. <laughs> mm -hmm. We all have kind of like you know, experiences and needs and, and, you know, the need to be heard and to be understood and that sort of thing. So, I mean, I, I think that you do give people the platform and, you know, with the pointed and um, the pointed questions that you ask that definitely um, are thoughtful in a way that you are hoping to elicit a certain, not a certain answer, but you are giving people an opportunity to give you an answer, right? Yeah. Of kind of, their position or where they stand or how they feel or, you know, what their experience is. I think that's really important, you know, and, you know, people are, are careful, you know, they're going to tell you what they want you to know, and they're going to say it in a way that again is thoughtful and sensitive to those who, you know, might be listening while still maintaining their truth. Yeah. Right. About, um, you know, their experiences, which I think is is great. And that's a hard balance sometimes to make, 
you know, when, <laughs> you know, you asked about the Mummers Parade. We all knew what that answer was. Miss <laughs> Patty was like, I, I ain't going there. I mean, <laughs> but, I, but I love, you know, never mind. What Go I ahead, love Jeff is that you said a lot by not saying anything about it. Exactly. Her answer was the answer. So her, her not answer was the answer. We totally knew exactly where she was going with that. So we were like, okay, so yeah. Yes. Mummers, it's a whole, it's a whole mood. That's all I'm saying. It's a whole, exactly. No judgment on, on it or, or anything. It's just, it's a whole mood. It has it's a serious, deep rooted history in Philadelphia, for sure. No question about it. Um, and, you know, some of the history is definitely, you know, gives us all pause. Oh, but it's, you know, exactly. exactly. Yeah, totally. it's, I still don't know what a right. mummer actually is uh, all these years. I just know that <laughs> it's grown men wearing feathers. And it seems like right. mm, could be Gay Pride New York 1978. <laughs> but not really. Yeah. <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> not exactly. But, but if you describe not it, you're exactly. like, this isn't obviously a gay event. But you're like... <laughs> But 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 it's weird because when you see it, you're like, oh, it is very ornate. It's very ornate and bright and feathers and yes, uh, on New Year's Day, which is the weirdest thing on New Year's Day. I still don't understand any of it. I just grew up with it, and um, you guys will have everybody out there just research it, and you'll get your entire life. I was about to say maybe you have to do a deeper dive on the mummers, but I don't. So So is that what you you like to see in season four? No, 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 absolutely not. It it, it is not, but just you know for self. If you feel like you need that, you just I don't feel like I need that. that. No, I don't think anybody. Yeah, okay. I don't feel like I need that. Yeah, nobody needs is, that. Is there okay. anything? Right. Just wondering. I'm just looking ahead because I'm. You know, I don't know if we're going to do a season four or not. We have no idea. You know, I always hope things get bigger and better. I think we've stepped it up this season with some. You know, we had more professional camera work and stuff like that. And you never know. Mm-hmm. You never know if we end up like you're with your dream of like doing it as a sit down with you as the Ed McMahon? Is that something you would like to do? <laughs> I don't know that it has to be a sit down. Maybe I just need to be like the third or fourth window on the Zoom. Well, on why the do call. we have to be on Zoom though? I'm, I need to get out of oh, my I house. Don't... I need to like get this. Uh, oh, oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm not trying to do this in my somewhere? house for the rest of my life. I feel like I want to be life. Okay, that's fair. How about that's in your fair. house? That's How about fair. we shoot Bob my... Coleman at your house? I just want to go to somebody's house. You can come to the chapel. You can do it in the chapel. Right. Or you just, you want a set. You want a, you want a living room set. I was just trying to ask you and ask the people, would you want to be the McMahon. Of course. Oh, I would be an awesome Ed McMahon. <laughs> Edith McMahon is who I would be. Ed McMahon, all he, he was hired to just sit there and laugh and comment. He was. See, I wouldn't just do that. I would be totally part of the mix. Wait, wait. So you would take over the show. That's what you're saying. Uh, I wouldn't take over the show, but I'd be like, okay, I would just do a follow up maybe on some of your, you know, questions. Okay. You know, I'm good with that. So people give an answer and I'm like, okay, I can follow up we'll on that. We'll, what we'll they said. I, th- I think it might be. See, what- now you're now you're rethinking. <laughs> well, I don't know. It just sounds like it's now going to become bottomless brunch at Stacy's. I- <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. How does, I don't know how bottomless brunch, how we're going to do that on set. <laughs> Are we going to have a kitchen? Are you going to have a kitchen? Are we all talking about this? If we actually do it on a live set. I think we sh- really should be bottomless. I feel like that would be part of the show. Like, that would be look, look hilarious. Look great up top, but actually having, having on boxers. and <laughs> That would give me motivation to get rid of the COVID curves. <laughs> so let's talk about that. <laughs> okay, well, so do, I, I, we need to give you some time, right, to get it together before that. I, I don't, you know, I, as soon as I get the eye of the tiger, I'm on it. I, I'll get it. I just can't get motivated right now. <laughs> but before before we, you know, wrap this one up, I have a question for you because um, you asked each of them uh, this about the pandemic. Yeah. And not only how it has changed 
our lives and things that, you know, it, it has made us aware of so many things, like things, you know, like Jeff was saying, things we don't need, like truly realizing how much fluff we have in our lives and things that we just do not need and we things we can clearly live without. But you were asking yeah. them, what are you most looking forward to, you know, when this finally resolves, <laughs> if it ever resolves? But yeah, um, tell the listeners what you um, mm-hmm. what you said I that you're kind of looking forward to. Yeah. When this pandemic kind of ends. You know what? The first thing I thought about was travel. Yeah, me too. I, because you know how much I love to travel and see my friends and family. I, I look forward to, but also I want to travel and then just have time with them. You know what I mean? I feel like I want. I would love to travel with you and actually just have time to sit and enjoy being where we are, not just running around touristy things, taking pictures, eating food, but actually just sit. Like I, I would like to go to like, I don't know, the South of France and sit there for, for like, three weeks right. and we just actually just live and share a house with right. friends and loved ones. I feel like I want more of that. It's sort of like, it's almost like that 50th birthday yeah. weekend that I had, but I would like to do that around the world with friends and have people come in and stuff like that. I just, I just want to travel and be with people. Yeah. Just being present. Um, yeah. That was kind of a takeaway that I took from yeah. both of them. Just how important it is to just be present You know, um, I think that taps into something you were saying, how, you know, you were like, oh, we can do this. We can talk and we can hang out. But then I got to go because I have something else to do. Right. So it that prevents you or prohibits you from actually being present because in the back of your mind, you're like, I have something else to do. Right. So it's really nice when you can be somewhere and you don't have anything else to do. Right. And you make you and you're intentional about that, like not having yeah. anything well, else where it's to just do. Like, where it's like, yeah. It's like all we do is go. Wait, what did Regina say? Been with the wind, been with the wind. Absolutely. And that's one of the things I love about Martha's Vineyard or, you know, I travel every summer is it's just that place. And we're going to get you there like <laughs> soon. Yeah. Now I understand why you go there. No, I, it, you took do me, nothing. it took me a long you time. You've gone there. You literally we sit kid. on the porch and you do nothing. You, and I never you watch that. people. N- now I get people it. Watch you go get coffee. You go get donuts. You go do nothing. You may, you know, you, you're literally just doing nothing. You take a walk. You go bike riding, and you are okay doing absolutely nothing all day. You might take a nap. You'll go to the beach. You'll take a walk along Main Street or something, and you know that's it. And and it's so amazing to just be present and not have to worry or think about anything else going on in your life. And I think that's something that the pandemic has also shown us because everything was shut down, so we didn't have to really worry about anything else because there was nothing else <laughs> to worry about or do because right. everything was closed. <laughs> everything was right. closed. Everything was shut down, and you were kind of stuck with yourself. Yeah. But I think um, that's super important. And like you. The one thing about this pandemic that has been the most pretty much unbearable for me is not being able to freely travel. Everything else I've been able to deal with and handle, you know, but the the travel. Yeah, I just, that has been soul aching. Yeah, exactly. It's time to get out there. I feel like, you know, we're vaccinated, um, but we we still have to be careful and take care of each other. But I think that we're going to start. Uh, we're, yeah. we're getting out to some normalcy again. And I think that's, um, I think, I think it's brightening all of our spirits and hopefully I just hope in the future, God forbid, something like this happens again, that if, I hope that we've 
We've yes. learned our lessons and we know that we can come together. Coming together is much stronger than separating and making yeah. things political like a mask. It's like, no, let's just all do it together because we've seen now when we do it together, we can do anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Stacey, I want to say that in particular, this Philly episode has been so yeah. special to share with you and with our listeners, because that's where we come from. And 53rd and Locust is my, you know, you all were shouting out your your blocks. I'm 53rd and Locust. So literally around the corner from you. <laughs> exactly. Literally. And, literally. Um, this is just great. And thank you so much for being on season three of Bottomless Brunch at Coleman's, the podcast. And yes, we will see your face at some point if we do season four. I'm, I'm, I'll make sure. Absolutely. Of that. I'm telling you, I have a face. I don't just have a voice for radio. I have a face for TV too. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're in this together, babe. We're in this together. We got this. I love you. Until soon. I love you. Love you too. And everybody out there, remember to drink responsibly, take care of each other, and um, love a little more. Bye. Thank you for joining us for an extended Bottoms Bunch of Commons. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. You can go back and find anything you've missed. It's been an amazing time. Take care of yourselves and your best brunch pal, Coleman. We'll see you soon. Please, drink responsibly. Presented by Captain Morgan Original Spice Rum. Premium Caribbean rum with spice and other natural flavors. 35% alcohol by volume. Captain Morgan Rum Company. New York, New York. New York.